Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today I get to sit down with a very youthful Avery Anna. 17 years old, packs up her stuff, Flagstaff, Arizona, moves to Nashville, Tennessee, all because of a cover of Say Something she posted on TikTok. That's right, man. Growing up playing music with her grandpa, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, becoming the base of the country artist that she is today. We talked about volleyball. We talked about playing Red Rocks, stadiums, world tours, and more. Let's get to know Avery Anna. You took the long way home Don't even know why I picked up the phone What made you think Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Avery Anna in the Toad's Tunes studios. Welcome to Vegas. Welcome to Stoney's and welcome to Toad's Tunes. Thank you. <laughs> first time in Vegas, we just found out. First time in Vegas. Is this your first time? Well, actually, no, because you were actually in San Diego last night. Was it your I was. first time in California? It wasn't my first time in California, no. So why would you go to California before Vegas? I mean, other than your age. Um, that I'm just going with the flow, man. That's just how it was. That's yeah. just how it was built. Did you go <laughs> west coast, like to California for the first time with family or friends? With family. Yeah. On vacation. Born and raised, you said Arizona. Arizona, Flagstaff, Arizona. Flagstaff, and now you live in Nashville. Now I live in Nashville. Let's talk about getting from Flagstaff to Nashville. So. I'm 18, and I graduated high school in May, and when COVID hit during Zoom school, I would get really bored, so I would go into my mom's bathroom, sit in the bathtub, and I would sing, because the acoustics were good. Everyone that sings in the shower knows what I'm talking about. No, um, that's probably not <laughs> true, because everyone thinks they sing great in the shower. <laughs> but anyways, I decided to post a cover of me singing Say Something on TikTok, and it got like 10 million views, and then... Through that, I met my managers on Instagram, and then I signed a deal in July, last July, moved to Nashville in August, finished my senior year online. Yeah. Just like that. That's, yep. Holy cow. <laughs> um, I want to go back. Anybody musically inclined in your family? Um, yes. So I actually grew up singing with my grandpa when I was really young. He would play and I would sing. Um, and we would sing like Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson. And that's my, I feel like that's my foundation, my base. It's where my love for country music kind of comes from. Right. I was raised on it and my family loves it. But he and I always sing together. So. Is he still with us? He is. He is. He is. He actually, I played the Opry a few weeks ago and he was there. How badass was that? It was so awesome. Literally the best night of my life. That's fucking right. Did he yeah. go up on stage with you? He didn't. Why not? He just watched. You should have made him play. I don't know. I played I played one of our favorite songs, Have I Told You Lately. Yeah. And he didn't know I was playing it. I think he got emotional. But That's I've never seen neat. him cry. So it was, I was like, dang, check that off the bucket list. That's <laughs> probably pretty neat. I've been to a couple, uh, I want to say three Opry debuts mm -hmm. for some some artists. And every one of them is, is uh, uh, some form or fashion. It's part of their journey. Yeah. Becomes emotional. It is very, it was very, very emotional. I cried like five times that day. <laughs> so, did you move to Nashville before you were eight, eighteen? Yeah, I was seventeen at the did time. Did somebody go with you? In the beginning, um, I have a cousin. She just barely got married. They're very young. They came with me, and then they had to go back to Arizona to run a business um, in Sholo. So, so they just left your ass. Then in I was just by myself till like this August. Wow. Got some roommates and stuff. What did, what did your what did your family they obviously they championed what you were doing but right. were they as nervous as you more nervous yes or? my mom has had a heart attack for like a whole year but 
they're super supportive. I, I couldn't, I don't know. I feel very blessed with my family and in the way that they have supported me throughout this whole thing. Um, my dad's a business guy. He's very invested. Yeah. Um, wants to know all the things. Um, and my mom's just moral support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what does your mom work? She she's a full time mom. I have three siblings. Gotcha. Older sister, younger sister, younger brother. Holy cow. Yeah. And then I have like thirty cousins on both sides of my family. So big family. Any of them coming out tonight? Yes, actually. I have two cousins, a sister and my old babysitter. Your old babysitter. My old babysitter. They all live in Utah, so they wanted to drive out and That's pretty watch neat. The show. Yeah. You gotta be proud. I yeah, I am. It's really fun because singing, growing up with something, everyone would always joke about how I was going to be famous one day. Right. Um, and so it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool to um, like share this journey with them. What's your proudest moment so far in your career? The Grand Ole Opry, probably. Yeah. And yeah. when they told you that, like, how did that whole... How did you find out that you were going to play there? So I was in a conference room with my managers. They sat me down. And they were like, we need to talk to you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm getting fired. I was like, they're breaking up with me. What's happening? And then they told me, and I don't know. I One, I thought I was going to cry, but I didn't. And then, two, I was like, I got to call my mom right now because it's something that I had been like. At some point in your career, you're going to end up there, right? To, yeah, I yeah. was like, I have to play the Grand Ole Opry. That's just such a big moment, especially because, like, the history of it is so big for me because – that older country is just such a big part of my story and my life. Right. Um, it just, it really meant a lot to me. You have this single narcissist that just blows up. Mm -hmm. Did you write that? I did. By yourself? With people? With people. So I wrote that one with David Fanning. He's my manager right. and my producer. He does all the things. Very talented. Andy Sheridan and Ben Williams. And... Most of the songs that I write are straight out of my journal, so they're very personal. I journal all the time. And that one specifically, I went into the room with them, and we were talking about this relationship that I had been in like two years ago, and I was reading them stuff through my journal, and it kind of just fell out. Yeah. Um, and they were very understanding, and they totally helped it come to life, and I f not to ramble, but. That's what this is about. Yeah, I feel like when I wrote that song, it was something that I kind of needed to get off of my chest. Yeah. And I felt very alone in the situation, and it was uncomfortable to write. Um, but then when I released it, seeing the reactions from people, the YouTube comments, the TikTok comments, it's created this like amazing community of people that have gone through the same thing as me. So in a weird way, it's been like very uplifting for me and for them, knowing that it's You're not just alone. Yeah, yeah, just not alone. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's changed my perspective on so many things. I think um, that's what I think that's what music is about. Mm -hmm. If you can actually touch someone, relate to someone, or someone can relate to you in that sense, um, yeah. that's what does it. I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. You can actually have that connection with people that um, it's not. A, it is a blessing. Like, it is. The other scary part to that is is that you're letting people into your life and not knowing if you're going to be accepted. And you're right. young, 
So that's got to be really tough. Yeah. I have a 14 year old daughter <laughs> and I think of where she is in life and what she's doing. And you're, you're only four years older than her. And it's crazy to me to think that where you are today, that a lot of people, that's, they don't get that till later on in life. Right. Like, and do you miss being, I don't want to say a regular 18 year old, right. but pretty much a regular 18 year old. Cause I, you have any friends your age that are doing what you're doing? Probably no. not. No. no. <laughs> No, I'm around people older than me, like, all the time. I definitely miss being, I, I don't know. I wish I could be around my friends that are my age more. Yeah. Um, just because it's so freeing and you don't really have to think that much. Like, I went from being a kid to, like, aging five years in one year. You have a career now. Yeah, it's eighteen year olds don't have big careers. Change, but <laughs> I I can't even complain just because I'm so blessed, and I don't think that like talent only takes people so far. I think that it's the people around you, the people that are in your circle yep. and your work ethic that really take you somewhere. Yeah. So I'm just I can't really take all the credit. I'm just really grateful for like my family. And my team, my managers, like it's pretty nice. I really, I've got a good group of people that that put me in a good place so that I could be here. All because you jumped in the shower. All because <laughs> yes, all because I sang in that bathtub. <laughs> Before music, what was your favorite thing to do? It's always, always been my favorite thing to do. Um, alone in my bedroom at two a.m. or at five a.m., I would wake up in middle school at the crack of dawn. Get ready for school just so I could sing before I went to school. Really? My siblings hated it. What? My brother I, yelled at me every morning. Where did it come from? Just, I mean, I guess I think that in an age, my kid is kind of the the same way. We were walking two nights ago and she was singing. Right. I'm like, God, good thing you're not going to be on The Voice. Yeah. Like that. And she's like, you're so mean. I'm like, I'm just being honest. You know, just like messing with that's her funny, yeah. sort of thing. But I mean, that's... I'm kind of in awe. 18 years old. You're very well-spoken. Um, you, you're humble. Thank which you. is which is really <laughs> neat too, but to have so much life experience in such a short amount of time, I mean, right. a year, year and a half of, yeah. and here you are. But it's always been music, and your grandpa. I wish your grandpa was here tonight. I'd love to shake I his know. hand because, I mean, people like that get you to where you are today, and you'll never forget that time. What are your goals as an artist? Goals. I want to. This is like, very broad bucket list. It's okay. I want to do a world tour, stadium tour, eventually, win a Grammy. Uh, this is definitely on there in the mix of that. I want to play the Red Rocks really bad. <laughs> is um, that a Spencer thing, or was that before Spencer? Because he's from there. No, no, no. It was before Spencer. Beautiful. <laughs> it's just beautiful over we'll there. We'll just call that BS, it. before Spencer. <laughs> before Spencer. Um, Wait, hold on. Why Red Rocks? It's just beautiful there. It is. It, it feels. Is. It lo It just looks like such. Have you been? Mm -mm. No. So how do you know about it? I've just seen it everywhere. Like I literally, in math class, binge watch like I binge watch Opry videos, American Idol, The Voice, all the performances at different stadiums like. What do in you? Amphitheaters. What do you think of shows like The Voice and in, in American Idol? I honestly grew up watching them. I think they're so entertaining and I think they do a lot of great things for people. Um, that's just not really the path that I took. Right. But, yeah. Okay, so back to your bucket list. Back to my bucket list. Um, 
Stadium tour. Stadium tour. Red Rocks. If you played Red Rocks, who would you play with? Like, who would you bring along with you? Who would you like to share the stage with? Like, t- today, if you right. think about the, the artists that you know about today. <laughs> this is random. Um, Wiz Khalifa. No, sure. No, no, no. <laughs> Come on, post Malone. <laughs> but Carrie Underwood, Kelsey Ballerini, Zach Bryan, Chris Stapleton, Tyler Childers. Holy cow. Noah Kahn. I don't know who that one is. Noah Kahn. He's great. He just released an album. Okay. That's off the top of my head. That's kind of a cool vibe. Yeah. I think. Mellow. Mm-hmm. Very mellow. Mm-hmm. Is Noah mellow too? He's mellow. So nothing... Well, I guess Carrie and Kelsey can be uplifting yeah, in that they sense. They can yeah. totally be. I just... I've always looked up to them as artists. Chris Stapleton has an amazing voice. Always. It's an understatement. Yeah. I watch on much. repeat that song he did with Justin Timberlake in the video when they're in that, I don't mm-hmm. know, the church, whatever the hell it is. Right. I watch that probably religiously. So tomorrow there's a UFC fight on. Uh-huh. I love watching the UFC. But after that, we all just sit around and shoot the shit. Well, we end up going to YouTube music, and that's what mm-hmm. we put on. And I always play that song because it shuts everybody up, uh-huh. makes them pay attention, and it's just badass. It's so good. I He sings either way. I don't know. I can't remember where it's at, but it's on YouTube. It's like just this live version. Okay. I've watched it a million times. It's so good. So you're the you're the one that got him to a million. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> um, I want to go back to say something. Which who sings that song? The Great Big World. And how, what what is the line in it? What is the chorus to that? Um, is it the say something I'm say breaking? Say something I'm getting bring, up, up on you. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I was driving home from California one time, dating a girl many years ago. And that song came on XM, and I heard it, and I was like, Hold, like, why is this song on right now? Because it was just like Quiet Drive. Right. That's where we were in our relationship. So crazy that song came on. I'm going to have to go find that video of you just so I can relive that moment yeah. of my life. Pretty fucking nuts. The rest <laughs> of the year, what do, you, what do you got going on? You got more music to release? Do you got um, more I tour stuff? I have written so many songs in the past year. It How was thick re- is your journal? Um, <laughs> I actually finished... This thick of a journal, this thick of a journal, and I just got another one. Okay. So we, it goes through eras. So when, when we talked about releasing more music, do you, is this what you take to writers? Like, like yeah. when you go sit and write, do you just bring your journal I in? I literally just bring my journal do in. Do you hand it to them and say, hey, let's, or do you just read stuff No, from I it? just pick and choose um, what I read through. Um, sometimes I'll be, like, driving around or literally in the most social scene and i'm like oh that's a lyric and i like write it in my phone so sometimes it comes off of like right. my notes in my phone but majority of the time it's just my journal it's so crazy i mean yeah. i want I, I just want to dive so much into this so you go sit for the first time to write with people mm-hmm. how nervous were you so actually funny story this is a good this is a good one about this topic that we're talking about so a while ago this song's on my EP. I was sitting in my bedroom. It was like 2 a.m. And I was reading through a journal from two years ago. I was in a very low place, like low self-confidence, um, very insecure. And I was like reading all the things that I had written. And I was noticing tendencies that I had. And I wrote a verse and a chorus of this song called Biggest T-Shirt. And I was not planning on showing it to anybody because it was so personal. And it felt very scary to me to like open up about that and then the next day I had a write with Lori McKenna and Chris McKenna and Colin Healy 
And Laurie McKenna is phenomenal, amazing songwriter, one of my dream co-writes. And I was very scared to show it to her, but I did because we went through ideas and we just weren't sure about anything else. Right. And then they helped me finish the song and it just kind of came to life, which it was my first write with her and she's just such a legend. So it was it very nerve wracking. And you released it on your... I did release it on my EP. Goals with music to do full albums and stuff like that? Yes, of course. Would you print on vinyl? I would love to. Yeah. Once I make the money, I'm going straight there. <laughs> I like that because yeah. that's that's something to me. I think the digital world is rad. I grew up with tapes. That's mm-hmm. how old I am, and vinyl shit. Before that, I had my mom used to drive us from here to California and put an eight track tape of Freddie Fender in. That's what I grew up listening nice. to. Was that kind of stuff, but um. Vinyl is neat. I have quite a co- collection at home of vinyl. Whenever I go to I a new too. city, that's what I do is I stop at a place, you find the record, record store, and I find pizza. Those are the two things I nice. do. Nice. Yeah. I like it. With pizza and records because that's what it's about. I think. Good. When you go to Nashville, what, like, um, do you have a place you like to hang out? You're not 21. so There's literally nowhere for me to go. Right. Target. Tar- <laughs> literally. I wrote... We're having fun now. I can't say, but Target is in a line of a song that will come out. Yeah? Why can't you say? I don't know if I'm allowed to. I oh, don't know. It's a label thing. Are you getting a sponsorship from Target? I hope so. That'd be bad. That's what we're shooting right? for. Dude, ha- just have your own card. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Target. <laughs> no, but what was the question? Oh, where I hang out. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge sunset chaser, being from Arizona. And it's really hard for me in Nashville because there's so many trees. and I can't see anything. Yeah. So I have a few, like, sunset spots in random parks that I go like hang to go out to. to. Right. Yeah, just to sing and write and just bring my guitar. Think yeah. about it. You love music. What a blessed life. You end up in Nashville. Mm-hmm. You get to write. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen when you turn 21? Do you think you're going to start hanging out at, like, the Red Door and, and the Tin Roofs and Losers and all these places? I don't think so i think i will to like hear music or to go dancing i guess with friends but i don't really i'm not the partier type what does your best friend from arizona think of what you're doing right now very proud supportive um they're always like i told you so like we saw this coming um it's just kind of slapped me in the face and it kind of slapped everyone else in the face like boom live in nashville now like bye guys right um when my whole life as a high schooler every high schooler's like whoa this is my world high school's in high school and like these people are like so important and i'm gonna be with them for the rest of my lives and everything matters and then you leave and it's like no yeah none of that matters at all so i just kind of left early and it was just I'm a grown-ass adult, and two of my mm-hmm. closest friends are from high school. Other than that, I really don't talk to too many people from no, high yeah. school. No, yeah. I have one really, really close friend, and then I made one in Tennessee. I have Good. a best friend in Tennessee now. Um, but my in cousins, music? Not in music. No. Your best friend in Tennessee is not in music? She's not in music. Holy cow. Mm-hmm, and she's my age. Okay, so let's have fun with that. Where, okay. do you, where did you guys meet? So, I her. One of her family friends was the one that sold me the place that I'm living in. And he told her, she lives like 40 minutes away from me in Hendersonville. Okay. And he was like, hey, this girl just moved here. Like, I'm sure she doesn't have any friends. I didn't. 
and she like DM'd me on Instagram. And Why was did like, she move to Nashville? Oh, she she's still she's eighteen, so she's still with her parents. She lives in Nashville. Lives they were talking about you that moved to Nashville yes. that didn't have any friends. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was reading that backwards. Go ahead. Yeah, so. She DM'd me. She's like, hey, like, we go to the same church. So she was like, hey, I'm a member of the church. Like, do you want to come over for Sunday dinner? I heard you just moved here. And I was like, yeah. And then I did. And we, like, clicked Click. That's instantly. Rad. Yeah. And she's 40 minutes from you. She's 40 minutes from me. Both have cars? Both have cars. So you guys meet up at Sunset Chasing's? Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. She's awesome, though. What is j- She's just out of high school? Yeah. She just is, she's playing volleyball. Rad. Um, at that's Cumberland in, in Nashville. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, my kid plays volleyball now too. I played volleyball my whole life. You did. My mom coached volleyball my whole life too. No way. Yes. That's so funny. So, um, Alyssa is my daughter. She played soccer forever. Right. Uh, and then just got burned out on one day. She's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. But played for many it's years. A lot of running. Uh, what's that? It's a lot of it running. It is a lot of running. Well, then. It was the weirdest thing. I don't know how she picked up the volleyball stuff. Well, I played a lot when I was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I played for the city here. Like nice. we had just fun playing, and now um, it's bought a new house and we put a volleyball court in the backyard. Good, so good. Just like the last four months. So now it's this thing where um, she goes to bed, turns her TV on, and instead of looking for friends, she looks for God. Can I find Baylor versus right, somebody play- right. and like and That's watches so the girls awesome. playing? And I'm just like, look, and I'm like, this is so badass. So every Sunday we get up, she plays uh, in an I-9 league indoors, um, nice. and it's it's they're all new, so it's a lot of learning, and uh, it's just fun to watch it progress. That's and, so fun. And I think volleyball is. I mean, you're not very tall. No, I had to play back row my yeah. whole life. You weren't just a setter. That's it, huh? No, I I did I did set for a little bit, but I played back row like libero, and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. But volleyball was my whole life. I honestly, if I got the opportunity to play in college, like in my mind when I was a junior, I was like, okay, yeah, I could play volleyball in college, and like, and then just out of nowhere, hello, music, yeah, yeah music, one song. Did you freak out when they started to reach out to you, like from yeah, the video? Yeah, because so that when that video blew up. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is awesome. And my mom was like, Avery, those aren't real people. It's on the Internet. Like, that's fake. Like, those aren't real people. I was like, no, Mom, like, this is serious. Like, I just got TikTok famous on accident. Yeah. And um, after that, when people, like, producers, managers started reaching out on Instagram, um, I was like, oh, my gosh, this could actually be a possibility. I remember 12 years old, I was at a Taylor Swift concert and I was sitting in the stands and I was like, I wanted so badly to do what she was doing, but I told myself as a 12 year old girl that I couldn't and like, that's not possible for me. I didn't want to say that it was my dream just so that it couldn't be taken away from me because I loved it that much. So I wanted it to be something that's that a, I just had for myself. That's a weird insecurity. Really weird. weird. Especially as a little girl. Twelve, I mean, at 12. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, why did I do that? I bet if I believed in myself, I would have gone even further than I than I have. Um, it really did take the people around me. In. But, yeah, it was just such a slap in the face. And then when that happened... And it was a possibility. It was just pedal to the metal and... It's like it's good all, focus. all of my quiet dreaming that I've had for coming to fruition. Yeah, for 16 years, I was like, 
Oh, let's go. Um, I sat with my buddy Mike not too long ago. He's my age. And at, when he was a kid, he wrote himself a letter of what he wanted to do when he grew up. Mm-hmm. And he said every now and then he would go back to that. He's owned multiple different kinds of businesses, but nothing with what he wanted to do. Right. And he's now at that point in his life where he's always wanted to own a hotel. And he's And he just got into some ownership, GM, really learning the business. And he's in his 50s. And I just think it's the neatest nice, thing in the world. that's so cool. But he just told me the story last week, a week and a half ago. Yeah. And I was like, that's the neatest thing in the world. Because I grew up loving music. Right. Um, I never grew up listening to mainstream, ever. There was a radio station here in town called, uh, it's still around, 91.5 KUNV. But they had this show called The Rock Avenue. It was... Bands like The Cure that never made traditional Mm -hmm. radio, The Cult, Peter Murphy, just all kinds of these weird bands that I was just super into that, but I was never the guy that listened to radio. And I'm still that way today. That's why I champion new artists because it's my favorite thing to do. I just love finding the new artist stuff. It's, I get enjoyment out of it. Which is so awesome. I feel like there's so many talented people out there there that voices just don't get heard. They don't. And I have that, that, that constant struggle with... I've had artists that have come in here before that have been, dude, like, can you open your email for me? I'm like, why? And they're like, just search my name. Three years they've been writing me, trying to get in here. Four Dang. years. And I'm just like, holy shitballs. Like, sorry. But sorry. at the same time, <laughs> it's like you get to the point of booking where there's, you can only imagine there's right. so much stuff that comes in that how do you respond to them? How do you? But I do my best to listen to it all. And I have a platform to expose artists, to see how people respond to artists, to really get an idea and learn. And, and I have fun with it, which is a blessing for me yes. that I get to do what I love. Like the, I, I don't think there's anything I would rather do than right. help, than have a platform to help artists. And that's what Toad's Tunes is about, Country AF Radio, and obviously Stoney's as well. It's, right. it's just, they're just multiple platforms to help accelerate uh, people knowing artists that we like to book here. Yeah. Sort of thing. Well, as an artist, I'm very grateful for you. Hell yes. And I'm so proud of you for doing this. This is awesome. <laughs> I think it's neat. I love hearing your story. I can't wait to watch you progress. I wish I could say that I want to go to your Opry debut, but you've already had it. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy that it happened as fast as it did, it too, did. which is, man, you have so much to like look forward to in your career, I think is neat. Thank you. Um, do you have goals like for 23 of what you'd like to accomplish that are real goals that you think you could hit? An album. An album. Um, That's not an EP. Not an EP. Are you going to do a 20-songer like like Spencer Crandall did? I would love to do that. That's a lot. (laughs) I really want to, like, I love when artists just create an album, but it's like a a body of work as one. You know what I'm saying? It's like It's like a whole story in one album. Um, with just different flavors and stuff. Um, I can't wait to do that. Um, I would love to get a band and play not just solo on stage. Have you have you done that? I have two times. Okay. But I would like to get it um, consistent. Right. Well, I feel like I hold up pretty well with just me and the keyboard. Um but standing up and performing is just... So let's have some fun with some fun. stuff. <laughs> um, Spencer played here and opened for Lauren Elena. Nice. Before they left that night, we worked on this show. I sat with Jeff and we figured out how the, how the heck we were going to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Griffin opened for Carly Pierce. Um, I brought Ryan Griffin back now three times since then. That's what I like to do. I don't do opening bands here, so i got to tell you this story. Um, 
this tour started with Spencer. Uh, they reached out. Like, I had talked to Jeff about it, and I was like, I'm down. What he did the night with Lauren, before right. Lauren even went on, I was like, right. I want you back on your own. Like, right. this opening shit doesn't work for me. That's awesome. And I don't like opening acts. I don't do them unless it's uh, um, kind of a tour that's coming through. When, right. they, when they asked me about the date for Spencer... I said, I'm down. And then they wrote me back like two, three days later and said, uh, we need a budget for an opener. And I said, you guys already know I don't do openers. But just for fun, who's he looking for? Uh And they said, your name. And I said, done. And that's... Yes, because I go out and I look for music. I chase music. Um, That different breed again that Mm -hmm. I love to find the new stuff and introduce it to uh, what I consider my friends here, the people that come in. And that's what this is all about. And I think I want you to find a band. I already know that tonight's going to be good for you, that I would love to see you come back full band. And um, I enjoy building stuff here. Uh, Like I said, Ryan Griffin's played here. I want to say three times since he did the Carly Pear show. Yeah. And then I look at people like Russell Dickerson. Um, before he was anything, his first time he played here, maybe 250 people here. Dang. Maybe. And the last two times he sold it out. And yours had, the last time he played had just gone to radio. It was on XM, but it had just gone to radio. And we sold out the last two that's shows. That's amazing. But that's the kind of fun that we have yeah, with stuff there. Yeah. I mean, that's the growth. You're already going to beat the Russell Dickerson cap here because we've sold, I want to say, 450 tickets for tonight already. Which is different here. So so you understand how Stoney's works. It's very rare we pre-sell tickets. Mm-hmm. It's rare. Uh, an artist played here last week and sold 78 tickets and ended up playing for 600 plus people. So we have our walk-up that Dang. is great. It's awesome. That sort of thing. And that's mm-hmm. what we pride ourselves on is if they don't know the artist, they're still going to show up on Friday because they know it's going to be something good. Mm-hmm. And it's Vegas. A million things to do. But there will be a lot of people here tonight for well, you. Well, good. I'm so excited. Hell yes. And well, I'm thank f- you literally so much for having me. I it's a um this is what we like to do here. Yeah. Like I literally, love it. I'm gonna find the email when they said your name. I said, All right, I'm good. Let's let's do it. Like done. Oh, I'm in. Because it's I again, well, I like to tout ourselves with the Walmart and nightclubs here in Vegas mm-hmm. because if you've gone down the strip, there's there's um billion dollar nightclubs in this town mm-hmm. and we are not a billion dollar nightclub mm-hmm. so that's what we love we love bringing people in to see new artists yeah just on fridays it's fun i love it and then when you turn 21 you'll have to come back here we'll book you on a friday uh-huh. but you got to come in a day early and experience ladies night here okay and you have to be over I 21 for that to. so last night there was almost a thousand people in here on a thursday night holy crap that's what thursdays are like here that's awesome it's pretty neat. and it's what like all girls majority 65% women. That's yeah. sick. They just get a deal on drinks that night. Oh, cool. $2 well wine and drafts. I'll be having like a Coke. A Coke and a smile. A Coke and a smile. Mm, Coke and a smile. I like it. <laughs> Thank you again for the time. This has been fun. Yeah. Um, tell people how to find you online. For sure. Um, Averyanna Music or AveryannaMusic.com. Everything's just Averyanna Music. Pretty simple. Yeah, pretty simple. And you do your own TikToks. I do. Do you still go in the shower and sing? I do. You do? I do. Every now and then when I'm home, um, I actually bought a bathtub from Goodwill and I painted it and I put it in my basement for my studio that I'm going to make when I get back from tour. Really? Yep. That's kind of neat. Very neat. <laughs> I love your um, your energy. It's rad. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the time. Yes. Yeah.